Jesus Christ is a real, true, living friend. He is the Christian's closest friend. But like any relationship, it's a friendship that must be maintained by mutual knowing. So how do we come to know Christ and to learn to trust him more and more over time? In other words, how does Christ become a more and more real friend in our lives? That was a question tackled by John Piper in a 2011 sermon on John chapter 8, verse 31. Here's what Pastor John had to say. If you want to know Jesus, be much in his word. One of the most important convictions I ever developed, and I commend it to you, it's one of the most important convictions you could ever form is that Jesus, as a real, living, precious, present, experienced friend and person, is known chiefly through his word. And the only reason I use the word chiefly instead of only, I first wrote only when I wrote this, only. And in a sense, that would be true. But here's the reason I stepped back from only and wrote chiefly for this reason. You know it from Paul in Philippians 3. You know it if you've walked with Jesus a long time, that as you walk with him, through his word, by his word, communing with him, trusting his promises, striving to obey his commandments, and enjoying his fellowship. I will be with you to the end of the age. As you walk with Jesus, hour by hour, over 10, 20, 30, 40 years, you walk through very, very deep valleys, very much suffering, very many hardships, and in those hardships, Jesus proves himself in a way that you know him in a way you could not any other way. Any other way. And therefore, it is, even at those moments, it is by his words. I, I'm, I'm almost tempted to go back and change it to only. <laughs> But I wanted the chance to say that. I wanted the chance to just say that experience with Jesus, experience, lived out, daily walking, trusting right now in this horrible, horrible, horrible thing, there's a knowing, there's a knowing there that comes that you, you don't get anywhere else. Nowhere else. And yet, it's by his word at those very very moments. Let me give you a verse to hold on to for this, because this is, this is just massively important for living your Christian life and knowing Jesus moment by moment. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 21 goes like this. The Lord revealed himself to Samuel by the word of the Lord. The Lord revealed himself by the word of the Lord. That is a structure of reality that controls my whole life. I want to know Jesus, not just books, not even just the Bible, as precious as it is. I want the person of Christ. He's risen. He's risen. He is here by His Spirit. He is as much a person, more than all of us are. And He's in this room right now, listening to what we say. I'll be with you. And I want to know Him. 
want to commune with him, fellowship with him, talk to him, listen to him, be helped by him, be drawn by him, be strengthened by him. I want to know this Jesus and walk with him hour by hour. How shall that happen? Answer, the Lord revealed himself to Samuel by the word of the Lord. If you try to run after the Lord without running through this, you will find someone else. Don't don't feel like that makes you some kind of pedantic academic. Like, oh, you got to be a scholar, blah, blah, blah. The least educated person may have the deepest grasp of Jesus through this book. There's no correlation between higher education and sweet fellowship with Jesus through the book. What does it mean to be in the word that is summed up in Jesus? And all these words that mediate Jesus. What what does it mean to be in it? If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciple. So here's a picture. I'm going to push this picture, and maybe it'll stick, and I think it's faithful to the Scriptures. The word of Jesus, with himself at the center and the focus, has a force field around it. This is an image like a magnetic field around it. And when you are in his word, you're in that force field. You're under the sway of the force emanating from the word. Let me illustrate that. Part of this force field is the truth of the word. So when you're in the word, you're in the the persuasion of the truth of the word. You're in the grip, the hold of the force of the persuasion of the truth of the word. The word is compelling persuasion and you're in it. It's got you like that. So when you correlate your your being with truth, it's persuasion. I'm there. I'm drawn in. I'm compelled. Second, the force field is created by the beauty of the word. And this beauty attracts. So when you move into the word, you're attracted and held by the beauty of the word. Third, this force field is created by the supreme value of the word. So when you're in the word, you're captured by the preciousness of the word. As God opens your eyes to see the beauty and the preciousness and the value of the word, it compels, it it attracts, it draws. This field pulls you in, in to the word. Fourth, There is a power and a grace creating this force field so that as you see this power and you see this grace and you're drawn to it, there is an experience of peace because of the grace and restfulness because of the power. The power and the grace conspire to guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And in the word you are held by a peace that passes all understanding. 
Another part of this force is the life-giving, soul-sustaining bread of heaven. The Word is the bread of heaven. And therefore, when you're in the Word, you're in the nourishment of the Word. You experience yourself being nourished. Like sitting on the couch Saturday morning. Noel's gone to a seminar and Talitha's gone off to her event and I'm all alone in the house with my iPad (laughs) and my Bible program. And I am feeling so nourished. I wouldn't get up from this moment for anything unless I had to. I am being fed in my soul. How could I leave? I'm in the Word, in the nourishment of the Word. That is a sweet reminder from a man who has been a friend of Christ for many decades, John Piper, from his 2011 sermon titled, If You Abide in My Word, You Are Truly My Disciples, on John chapter 8, verse 31. The clip was sent in to us from Brady in Richfield, Minnesota. Thank you, Brady, for the clip. And if you have a clip to share with the listening community, please email me the sermon name and a timestamp of when and where the clip appears in the audio message. Go to our online home and send us an email from desiringgod.org forward slash ask Pastor John. I am your host, Tony Ranke, and John Piper returns tomorrow. We'll see you then.